Hi, I'm Maisie Williams, and you're listening to First Time Thrones. So, welcome to the second instalment of First Time Thrones. And after a disgustingly long wait, season eight finally graced our screens last night. Woo! Uh, woo come on. Uh, <laughs> and, well, I, it was pretty fucking good. So, you're listening to me, King, <laughs> Jack Higgins. Uh, you're joined by Sir Connor Sweeney of Bridgewater. How we doing? How you doing? What'd you make of the new episode? Uh, yeah, brilliant. Um, I thought it was going to set up for the rest of the season, so, no, it's. No Please, tickle G. We're also joined by David Campbell, the kebab knight. <laughs> kebab knight. <laughs> the kebab knight. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, as soon as you did the titles, I was worried what was going to happen. Kebab knight's <laughs> <laughs> fine, I'll take that. Uh, uh, what do you make of the, the new title sequence? Uh, the, the new wow. title sequence was good, but like it was a lot of the same place, you know what I mean, which I wasn't used to. So it felt longer than usual, which uh, I'm not complaining about. It's some score, you know what I mean? So it's like aye, class, lovely, yeah. lovely. And last but not least, um, with the absent of Toff, I'm also joined here by Mary of House Higgins. Again, how are you? Um, well pleased with the, the new episode. Well, yeah. Thank you. How are you? Very pleased. Uh, very pleased. Good start, yeah. Again. Well, there's there's a uh, start. Everything to talk about tonight. Good solid start. Um, there's no real structure about it, but we're going to just kind of go through um, almost scene by scene chronologically and uh, just sort of dissect it and discuss uh, possible you know, possible plots uh, as we go through. So, as I mentioned, we've got a new title sequence, which was lovely. I thought. Uh, then we had a nice Winterfell intro. intro. Uh, which to me was some sort of deliberate mirroring from the episode in the very first season. Uh, Mary, do you think this was effective in kind of br- bringing in like familiar feelings um, that you had sort of when you first started watching season one? Um, I had the same music, I had similar direction in the way that, um, you know, this sort of crowd was gathered around the courtyard of Winterfell and there was this grand, grand uh, entrance. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that was something that the whole parallel to season one, episode one, was pretty much there, I thought, mm-hmm. through the whole episode, to be honest. Like, definitely, probably most significantly at the start. Um, but I think it's just a good way to end the final season, because it's like that just kind of nostalgic feeling that takes you right back to the beginning. So, again, I thought it was pretty effective. Definitely. For yeah, you've seen, the, you've seen the sort of kid running through... Um, doing the stepping stones and jumping on top of things and whatever else, sort of similar to what you'd be seen as Bran. Um, also similar, not too dissimilar yeah. from, from Arya as well, when she's mm. always sort of running about. Uh, we actually see Arya's the first face on screen, isn't it, when uh, she moves aside for the child to kind of make his way. Yes. Um, Truffles, did you like the way that Arya almost kind of cries out to John? Like, in a, well, is about to cry out to him, but yeah. just can't see me bring herself to do it. I think it's like it's the maturity of Arya because that scene reminds you of how far she's come yeah. from the child that was sort of wandering about Winterfell. And years back, if it was John coming in his horse, she would have like screamed 100%. out. She, she stops herself, but it takes her back to that moment in time the last time she saw him almost, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that childlike excitement of seeing her brother for the first time again. I thought that was really effective. And the fact that she sort of hides for most of the episodes after that is like pretty cool as well. Yeah, like, she... Vintage Arya. Yeah, exactly. Vintage Arya. It kind of shows you how she's changed and also how she's the same because like they use the exact same phrase that is used in the first scene when you know thinking the first episode when they're all the starks are lined up and they're 
um, Cersei and Robert and that are just coming into Winterfell and they say, oh, where's Arya? And they say, oh, she's lurking about somewhere and they use that still exactly. Still lurking. There's a thing like that as well. Up cause even, usual uh, It's not Arya, but it's like Sansa and she goes like, oh, Winterfell's yours, my lady. I'm sure Ned Stark says that to... Cersei. Uh, Cersei in the first season, yeah. Cersei. Kind of loads of mirror in there. No, really effective, I think. Uh, Definitely so many, the whole way through. What did Dragon so do anyway? So we've got this kind of this tension building up, which was inevitable. Uh, Sansa being Sansa. She's just going to turn her nose up at everyone and side-eye everyone. So we've got that right from the off here. Um, Sweeney, did the, the episode do it well enough? Do a well enough job, sorry, of like setting up this tension? And can you like, can you see it going out? Can you see it actually being a downfall to the to the Starks or to the humans um, <laughs> in this case? I don't know. Like, the thing with Sansa, like, it, it kind of goes back to like the previous season where like, we shared that kind of tension with Littlefinger and Sansa, and she's always trying to create a divide between, you know, between Sansa and the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they played it just right. I think they gave her enough of screen time to kind of question it, but, you know, it didn't really take over the full plot of the episode. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't know, and I think that's a good thing, though. You mm-hmm. know, like they've, that's, I think they've played it quite well. But, yeah, Person, um, uh, I think they've, they've done a well enough job of, of setting it up. Um, Truffles, you might agree with me. I thought there was maybe a bit too, too much of it, like too much un, un, uh, what's the word like? Um, unjustified. Yeah, like unjustified. Yeah, tension. Unfounded. Because yeah, tension. Ah, it yeah. was until a scene that we will talk about later, because I think that we as a viewer, viewer have become so attached to Daenerys that we tend to look over some of the things that she's done mm-hmm. which might affect other characters in certain ways. Now, yeah. I find the fact that Sansa is wary of her, when you actually put it in terms of this world, Sansa has been very sensible and being wary of Daenerys, you know yeah. what I mean? So no, I actually, I'm actually kind of the opposite to you in the sense that I think this tension it is good that it's there because I do think it will pay off in a major way. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, actually, yeah. and that, that, that first scene and everything that transpired after it has completely changed my opinion on where the season's going to go in terms of how the humans are going to interact with each other. Because yeah. it's not all, it's not sunshine and roses, I we can tell that right now, you know. Yeah, no, you yeah. know, I made a great point there actually. And it's probably yeah. it's not even something that I had considered. But um, Mari, we were discussing it earlier. Like, do you think that the tension between them is going to just sort of fizzle out as as this as this idea that it doesn't really matter who's king or queen comes around, hopefully that sort of catches on to everyone else. But while it's still a problem, do we think it's going to cause a problem internally for for John and for Sansa? Yeah, I mean, I think what we were talking about earlier was the fact that you know everyone up in the north is still really too focused on the political disputes between the humans when Jon Snow's really just like, do you know what, guys? Aye, really. Bin this. Just <laughs> now, I don't that? know how many times I told you that we need to just bin this now because fucking <laughs> zombies are coming. Um, and I think, I think the northern folk are just so fucking stubborn that they actually can't view the bigger picture because they're just so 
against people from foreign lands coming and the fact that she's just been bold as anything and like Daenerys and just swanned in I think they're maybe just a bit shell-shocked mm-hmm. initially I'm kind of hoping that it dies down in the next episode and that they actually get on and focus with you know the big ass job in hand which is why they're all there because I do feel really bad for Jon Snow because yeah. it wasn't an easy decision for him to bend the knee to Daenerys which was essentially the struggle he had for the whole of season seven and just because they weren't directly involved in that doesn't mean that you know it didn't happen and you know he's trying to tell everyone in the north that you know I've done oh, this for the north it's and the wee fair island girl isn't it, it. I uh, uh, the moment it's always yeah the it was harsh she was so annoying but even but even Sansa as well like yeah. I would have thought more of Sansa like in terms of being able to trust in John and relate uh, and basically know that John wouldn't do that yeah I mean for, the um, he he but he basically would think of the yeah, north she should she should else. be more should know better than, um, than to judge him that she knows what he's been through she know and yeah as you said in season seven it was all her it was all her struggle to get her and to show these people so the fact that they've came back and yeah. she's just a bit kind of dismissive of him and dismissive of the whole idea that that he's obviously had to give up a, a crown it was always a metaphorical yeah. crown and he knew yeah. they all they all sent him off on his way they sent him off on his way to come back and with resources <laughs> yeah. to save the North. He's done that. Yeah, he just had to give up his imaginary it, title yeah. in the process. Yeah, exactly. But it was an imaginary title. Mm-hmm. They just invented it. No, like, I, it wasn't I, legitimate. So I, I, I don't really know what they were expecting. To be the, you know, the tension and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, what's the, what's the relationship going to be between, you know, like Sansa and John, for instance. So I, I don't know. But, but then again, on the other hand, I think you kind of touched on it there, man. It's kind of been well covered in previous seasons, like the whole Bendery stuff as well. So, yeah, I, I, they should really just kind of get on with it. I know. I think, yeah. But then even Arya was getting involved in it. At the like, you know, that scene with her, uh, her and John at the weirwood tree, and she was trying to say, you know, remember that uh, your family as well, yeah. and she was pretty much on Sansa's really side for the, the majority of that conversation. So. I, I kind of hope that that doesn't open up too much and there's a lot of conflict with John, but I mean, it probably, actually, it probably will become a huge uh, thing because well, obviously that's the thing he's we'll, found out his true identity. You know, you've touched on it. Shit's going to hit the fan, really, with that. that. Well. Um, it was a lovely reunion between the, the two of them. You got a bit of laughter. Oh, a, nice, yes. a nice hug in that as well. Um, but it does finish, as you said, Mary, with Arya sort of offering what seemed like a warning to John. Mm-hmm. Um, not to forget that he's family or even yeah. just in general like who his family is um, because his name might be Targaryen but Targaryens aren't his family when you think about it but I mean as I said it's kind of like a warning truffle well, she, yeah. she wouldn't be killing him would she like there's not, there's not a hint at that is there I think that what we talked about in the preview show when I was scared that we we're going to do no. like oh Sansa versus Arya again that's been firmly put down by like how she defended Sansa even like yeah. a slight joke that John tries to make about Sansa Arya's like no she's the smartest person I've ever yeah, met yeah. like she's she's so <laughs> on her side John and the fact is that Arya has always been about her family and if Definitely. Jon Snow she loves Jon but if Jon is to show any hint of betraying the Starks or betraying her, his family you better believe that he'll become public enemy number one. I think he could potentially make his way onto Arya's uh, list. Like, I, and I think that would be 
Like, oh no! Out of the blue, but like so good in terms of Game of Thrones storytelling. Well, that's, that's what I think what Game of Thrones does really well is that there is those little subtle moments like that where you go, nah, she wouldn't have kill him, would she? But then, you know, but then yeah, an ep- <laughs> one episode, right. like, the penultimate <laughs> episode, it happens. You're like, well, I kind of seen it coming in some way. Like, do you know what I mean? Even though I, yeah. even though I wholeheartedly believe it wouldn't happen, there was always that chance. So with Game of Thrones, you just never really know. Uh, we'll move on from that, uh, unless anyone's got anything else to say about to about Arya and John, um, um, or even just Winterfell in general. I think nah. we'll, we'll move on uh, to a wee bit more down south. Mary, uh, Euron's quest to fuck the queen <laughs> didn't really last very long, did it? It was literally, <laughs> it was like oh, oh, he said, "I'm away." I'm away. I mean, I know that was done in one episode. He done it. Fucking the queen. So, what was your reaction in general? Yeah. Uh, disappointment uh, in Cersei. I, I mean, she had a she speech. Gave, she gave a speech. She was like, ah, "I'm too good for you. I'm a queen." Come on back, like basically, is what happened. Like, and it was very, very, very on Cersei. Like we all know, she she loves <laughs> oh, it as much as the next oh, person. She loves it clearly. So she, as, like, she, loves it. she loves it. She loves it. But. Like she is like she's up here and you're on the way, way down there. So why One would she word, just elephants. give in to him? I don't, it's I all don't about get it. The disappointment. <laughs> that's what it was. She was just so devastated. It was pity sex because she, she, she basically had to elephants. Get over the elephants. And then she, she was told they were getting elephants. She was. I was told there would be elephants. I'm fuming. But do you not think it was yeah. just really, really not like Cersei to just be like, actually, do you know what? I feel like there's got to be, she must have, uh, I'll be so disappointed if it's not part I of think... a big master Cersei plan. Like, I feel like it has to be. And then the whole comment about yeah, how, yeah. Um, him putting a prince in her belly <laughs> and she gave all sorts of eyes to the camera, like... I was like, whoa, what's going yeah. on there? Because obviously she's meant to already be okay. pregnant. So I was like, what is, what is that? Deadpool Cersei breaking the fourth wall there. I wonder if there's something that's going to I think when she's just at a breaking point, to be honest with you. I think so? I could see her, like, we're talking about Mirren. Do you think so? Nah, I think we're talking about Mirren. I could see her going up to that same tower that Tommen topped himself off of and doing the same thing. Like, that's what I'm thinking now. The fact that they're Mirren so much, like, I could see the penultimate episode. Ending that way with Cersei throwing herself out the window. Nah. Mm. I don't know if it's going to be as clear cut as that, but it is an interesting point. Wowza. I mean, she has been, she has um, contemplated suicide before, yeah. remember, when mm-hmm. Battle of Blackwater or Blackwater Bay, even. That would, that would, that was she was ready the, to take the, wee, the chance that the she was pills. going to be killed by someone or captured by someone, though. I think she's still, really, as it stands, um, completely protected not in any immediate danger um, she also has a fucking massive fleet yeah. albeit somewhat led by Euron but if she gets Euron inside I think there's a chance she can flee like White Walkers can't swim so being on a boat would be pretty fucking handy and going over to Essos again would be pretty handy yeah. um, which is kind of I don't know a, mm. a proposition I would offer up uh, for a uh, do we all think? Yes. Do we all think she's pregnant? Yeah, I, can't, I, don't, I, I don't couldn't know, care. Have <laughs> there is a there's a suggestion that I've heard that Cersei could be uh, mothering the prince that was promised. 
But then, but then why would Jamie like, leave? You know what I mean? This would no, I feel like mm, we're, no, we're too know. far gone for that to become a thing. I said it. I've just put a pipe bomb in really? there. I don't really know the ends and outs. <laughs> I just made up the spot though. He's going to script. She's a queen, but it would be a prince. It's a, a prince that's not part of that original prophecy. Is it because it's part of an our prophecy? Mm. Like We've debated like the fact that will the child be born or not? You know what I mean? Um, I just think it's I think it's interesting that baby's hanging over there. It's like the sword of Damocles just dangling over the whole script. Like it could just tear everything apart. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it is important if she's pregnant or not though because it will massively influence Cersei's behaviour throughout the rest of this season if she feels like she's got to be that badass protective mother quality. that was basically yeah. our yeah, only yeah. redeeming quality it will be a massive influence on how she reacts because like Tyrion said he thinks yeah. she's got something to live for now which is obviously in reference to her being pregnant, so whether or not she actually But is, do you think that Mary think... that could play into her behaviour on that well, scene, the fact that she stops and waits? Because we've talked about her before with Euron, like, is she like, no, wait, she's second-guessing herself, I might need to fuck him, because if I don't, then there's a chance he might leave, yeah. and I can't have that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good point. That, that is a good was, point. Um, Never even thought that. We had a discussion, obviously, before it, uh, where Euron, in fact, Euron's had a discussion with Yara first of all, so we've already seen that that, uh, that she's kind of saying to him, "You've picked a losing side." And he says, "Well, fuck it, I'll just sail somewhere else." And that is the that's a trait of his that we see how laissez faire is. Like he's not he's not really out to get anything um, bigger than his own mind. Really, nah. yeah. So, he's exactly. just out for himself at the time, essentially, like whatever is best. Arrogant man in the seventies. <laughs> I can't no, stand I him. Like I really like, can't take him as a he's character. He's the best heel, though, isn't he? He's the best villain because of that. I just like think... he's not even cool. Yeah, I hate anything to do with the gay joys. I just think they're totally wasted screen time. When, as soon as uh, I see Yara's face, I'm like, oh fuck, here we go, uh, like, uh, I can't even be honest with them. Uh, we'll move on a wee bit from, from Cersei, but I suppose it's still pretty linked. Uh, Truffles will come to you about Bronn. Uh, what's oh. your thoughts on him? You said you were worried. I'm worried, but now I'm excited. I didn't think it would be this prominent a story. Like, this is basically Bronn's singular art now, that going forward, he's a major factor. Yeah. Does he kill Jamie and Tyrion? And my prediction is yes. Like, Bronn going... Going back to season one, Bronn of the Blackwater has been a mercenary paid for hire, and he's always said that to Jamie and Tyrion, who I am sold to the highest bidder. Now, this is exactly what the Game of Thrones writers would do. They'd take a character that we love so much, so much. He's probably, like, by far the most popular supporting character in the entire cast. Like, he just steals every scene he's in. They would take this guy, and they would give him this, and they would make us fear that he will do the thing we my, do not want him to do. My counter-argument to that is that I think George R.R. Martin would have done that. Hmm. I don't know if the whole band of writers now would do that. And I don't know if, the, in, a, in a congression, I don't know if that would be the conclusive answer. I think that would be George... I, I think, think George I'd R. R. Martin's a bit disappointed that if that is what happens. When you take that kind of character, such a popular character, and, yeah, basically villainise him. <laughs> Yeah. I th- but I think the writers are a bit are becoming a bit soft actually if I'm if I'm honest. The last I think few seasons I, I, have been a bit soft. It, so, it could be a test in that, Jack. It could be a test. 
Like, that you could be. Well, I hope so. I hope, I hope you are season. as well because for me, like you're saying, you'd be annoyed, Manny. I'd actually be happy yeah. because I think it's like I think it's true to his character. Yeah, really? see, see, no, the I actor, agree. see the actor that plays him. I read something in a, and it's was it says says they might not love Braun as much as they do now after season eight. Says I hope. Says I hope they still do. He, he is, oh, oh, my God. He, no, he is who he is, and he'll do what he needs to do to get his castle. That's oh, what the actor what? said when he came out after the first episode. Oh, I, so. I hope he didn't. <laughs> that sounds a bit. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much. Here's some behind the scenes stuff. Know, do you know right. he can't be on scene with Cersei? Maybe. They've never what? been on screen together because uh, Jeremy Flynn and Lena Headley uh, were married in real life and got divorced. Like apparently, pretty badly before the start of Game of Thrones so that's the reason they're hardly ever in set together they've probably been I don't actually think they've shared the screen ever but if they have it's only been like once or twice because notice how Bronn Bron wasn't at that uh, big meeting last season between everyone like he left before it and that's the reason like he can't be in set with Lena Heebly well that's class really? I didn't know that yeah behind the scenes gossip here uh, from Insider keep you posted <laughs> keep you posted <laughs> fun facts folks uh, of you you think he's going to kill them? Do you think he'll kill Tyrion and Jamie? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, maybe I would say he's more likely to kill Jamie than he is to kill Tyrion. Like you see him when before that kind of big meeting, they're kind of walking up. And they're like old pals. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, he's a cell sword, so uh, I, could, I, 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 I don't know. I asked myself the question: Would really I kill Sweeney for the castle? And I'm debating fair. it. And it's just like, truffles, <laughs> truffles, truffles, I would kill you for a lot less than a casual. <laughs> 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 I can murder a glass of water. I can murder a glass of water. So I named I named the, the brilliant scene Aegon's flight. Right, I thought it I thought it was quite a cool name. Um, your reactions, please. So we've got John riding a fucking dragon. <laughs> And you're a fan. You're a fantasy man, so you must have enjoyed that. I, 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 I thought it was a pretty good scene. Um, I, it was going to happen eventually. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. he's, I, I don't know. He just, he needs, he's not got any control over the dragon. He needs some sort of some saddle or some <laughs> reins or something. You know, <laughs> can it be right? I know exactly. What's that health and safety? I guess some stabilizer wing doing that thing, man. I know. But he's uh, no, it was uh, a pretty cool scene. I thought. Uh, well, uh, you know, but I was yeah. personally, I was personally a bit. I know I was yeah. going to say. I just want to get this. Jack wasn't right. a fan. I know. I know. I'm off. Obviously, asking you the questions, but I wasn't a big fan of the fact that he wrote it. I thought for once the animations were good in that, and you know I came to like it. But does it not seem a bit strange that Jon Snow would just risk his life jumping on the back of a dragon after like everything else he's been like fighting for and all this kind of. Like, yeah. he always goes on about how responsible he needs to be in. Like, and then I he get what ju- you mean. He just jumps in the back. But he just jumps in the back of a dragon. He's blind, and he's blind. He's blind. I think it is actually, like, there was a joke on Twitter today about how it parallels Aladdin and the magic carpet scene, but I do think it's meant to mirror that, like uh, a sort of romantic scene, because Sansa calls him out on it, like, in the scene they two have. Yeah. It's like, is the reason that you bend the D because to save... Uh, the north or was it because you love her and i think that scene and how nice it is because jack it's nice like it's a nice, no, it scene. nice i just it's didn't nice. Think, i just didn't think that john snow would be stupid and be like ah, i'm just gonna jump in the back of this but john, i think he's I think smitten. there might be a reason for it though and i seen something about it that says 
would you draw any comparisons? Because obviously, see when they see when Daenerys, they do sort of when they got off the dragons, this is all we can stay here for a thousand years. Uh, it's like the waterfall and stuff. Do you draw any comparisons to Egret and mm-hmm. like the first few seasons where they're in oh. that, you know, that cave? And she's like, That's oh, tougher. we can stay here forever, Jon Snow. Yeah. Kind of thing. So I don't know if you can draw any comparison between that. Yeah, I so, suppose it's just uh, it's probably, it's probably, uh, probably meant to deliberately mirror again. Like the fact that yeah. Jon Snow, Jon Snow has never been like all about the mirroring. Well, he's always he's always been uh, passionate and whatever. But he, he doesn't come across as someone who falls in love with everyone easily. Yeah. yeah. So I think the fact that he's fell in love with these two big characters and they clearly have similarities in this sort of free willed spirit. Yeah. Um, Why didn't they have sex in the snow? But that's what we needed, wasn't it? I <laughs> ah, should just had sex in the snow, man. Snakes in the <laughs> fucking snow. The dragons just walk. I know, cause she was like, "Go on, I, keep your off. queen warm or something." <laughs> he's he's like, looking at the dragon, man. I'm here. like, "Is that your kink?" But I, it got caught blocked by the dragon. To be fair, like John's into dragons, and elephants. What's next? Barrett's into ferrets or something like that. Man. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's noticed. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, Speaking of Aris. No, I was just going to say, speaking of Aris, he gave a good speech I, on that bridge day, Barris, but did you enjoy you know, it? Peak Barris, you know, this was season two. This is like his brother or something. Aye, Barris. Barris doing what Barris does Barris best. Walking, which is the best part of Game of Thrones, oh. walking and talking to Tyrion and Barris. Exactly. Dan. Davos, Davos has joined them to make Davos. Like, the holy trinity of walking and talkers in Game of Thrones. Like, it's, I, my mind was going, I had to pause it, and I was just like, I'm actually staring at it, and I'm like, this might be my kink, I don't know. But like, it was like... <laughs> It was like, Mary, it was unbelievable. Like, I, don't actually, I don't actually care what they said. They could have been talking about elephants again for all I care. Like, it was just magical to see it. Me me and Jack did comment when we were re-watching it, saying... This was a David Campbell scene. That scene. This was, I'll, I'll frame this on the wall. David like, Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> And I just, I love that, I love that Davos is Jordy and Game of Thrones. Like, it just makes me love him. That's, how, that's until Ant, like, storms the set in a Fiat Punto. He's like, I'm joining the car starts. <laughs> <laughs> David, I, did, I had another nickname for you other than the kebab night. Uh, it was Sir David Campbell, Fister of the First Men. <laughs> I prefer pa- I prefer patron Saint of Fairies. Ah, that was good enough. Uh, that was a good one. That was uh, good. Right, we'll move on again. Uh, I don't actually know. I've lost track of who I was asking. However, um, we had another reunion with Arya. She was just meeting all the all the long time favourites. So she had the Hound, who she met only briefly, and uh, Gendry's blacksmith. Um. I'll go. Oh, they'll, they'll have sex in the snow, by the way. Aye, right? I mean, uh, uh, definitely some good on We'll get to that, right? Well, first of all, the hound, a wee brief thing. 100%. Uh, it was quite nice. I thought I thought it was going to be more to it, and I, and I would quite like to see more to it uh, going throughout the season. But um, I would like to see more no, friendliness. I don't think, I don't think they're ever going to be friendly. I think because... they're just... I know, but, but, they, but they both do really... They both like each other. And I want them to one of them to admit uh, it because they would have killed each other by now hundred percent if they actually really hated each other, but they don't. Yeah, like I want that's a relationship, though, isn't it? And I think that's like I think we know as I know, viewers I that there is a fondness there, 
you know what I mean? Even in that scene where like he's looking at her and it's like, you left me to die. Like I, I, like, I was waiting for him to break out in a rice smile. It seemed to be just behind his face. I think Rory McCann, I think, is a fantastic yeah, actor because uh, he doesn't give you what you, you want to you want to be given. You know what I mean? But you know it's there. Like, And that's what's clever about his acting. You know what I mean? He doesn't do yeah. the obvious thing. He holds back. And so you can see him holding back. And he's like, I love Rory McCann. I could go in a bit more and come back to my way. Beat you because I'm better than you, Beric. <laughs> Did you all know? I told I told Jack today that he's the man who's on the Scotch Body Jones. Do you guys all know that? That's mental. Fun fact <laughs> for you: that is who that, that is. I... Next time you're in Morrison's, take a double glance at the Scotch Body Jones. I'll be asking the Body Jones for an interview. <laughs> no, that was good. Aye, so then we've got Arjun Gendry as well, possible love interests. Um, but they're also just going to be fucking sick because Gendry's going to make weapons and she's going to use them. So it's yeah, going to be. Aye, but what weapon is it? I didn't see it. They showed you like a spear. It's, it's like a. It's like a. It's kind of like a spear needle. It looks I think. like a. Sp- um, I looked at it earlier on, and it does have a handle, so it's not a spear. It's more like needle, but basically with dragon glass on the end. Like it's like a. Oh, the way the way that she drew it though was strange because it was like she had she wanted like a sword or like some sort of pole and then the dragon glass was like stuck into it. Um, so I thought yeah, it looked uh, like it was something it was that would like, like a sword like eject out or something. something or like something like that. I don't know. But hmm. there's not really much you can get from the, this photo because I've like paused it and looked at it and like dissected it, but there's not anything clear cut with it. So yeah. it'll be interesting. To, I totally love the that's, yeah, yeah, that's that's Speaking of Gendry and weapons, is so he going to be using his war, like, dragon glass warhammer? Is that how it's going to work? Is oh, he going to have like a, dra- a dragon glass spikes at the end of it or something like that? That'd be pretty cool. That would be class. Uh, that'd be unreal. Um, I think. Class. I think with Gendry, uh, well, we were yeah, talking about it earlier, Mary. Actually, which something you don't get from the first episode, and something that actually even towards the end of season seven wasn't really touched upon. Um, I would still like to see something come of this Lord of Light uh, and this other oh, sort yeah. of magic yes. that's going on because uh, if the White Walkers are so all-powerful then you have the children, you have the first men and their involvement in this whole sort of story um, but the only sort of witnessed magic other than the White Walkers as I said is this resurrection, this Lord of Light stuff. Um, so Gendry was used as a subject by Melisandre, obviously Stannis as well. Uh, Jon Snow was resurrected. We had Beric Dondarrion who was resurrected um, by uh, Miros, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, so I think there's going to be more to that, and I hope there is more to that. Um, and I think that's why Gendry's more is back in it, and Gendry has a play, a part to play. Um, he's the blacksmith, so you know there'll be something. That obviously, he's going to be vitally important to the well after they win the war. Uh, so I'd like to see something more with that. Melisandre's completely out of the picture, but um, she'll be back though. I think. I think she'll yeah. be. I think she'll make an appearance, like probably kill Varys, like which would uh, we make try crying in bed for weeks. Um, I don't know Oofed. why what she has against the, the man. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Just to but, kill him. I, um, but he's anti magic, isn't he? But he comes yeah. back. I think the Lord of Light has something to do with another scene that we'll probably be talking about later on. Um, I think that the Lord of Light or this religion was set up in opposition directly um, to. The, uh, the children children of the forest and the yeah. the, the white walkers 
Um, but I don't know if we'll get the full backstory of it. I, I think this might be something that goes unexplained by the end of the season. It, which it would does, be yeah, it does make. Well, I mean, that's the kind of point that. Well, that's the point that I believe. I, I, I agree with you in the fact that I think it's some sort of opposition to particularly White Walkers. But yeah, as you said, even maybe further back than that, even as far as the children, um, and it makes sense with all the sort of. Association with fire, the the burning at the stake, um, even Ben uh, Berwick's flaming sword and stuff as well. It just it just screams there's some sort of opposition here to to ice or white walkers, and obviously the word lord yeah. makes sense as well. Um, so no, you're, I think that's an interesting thing. I'd like to see how that goes. And you touched on that there as well. Um, I suppose we can just jump to that bit just now um, with Tom and and the Night's Watch. At last hearth, so poor wee, poor wee Lord Umber. Because he was annoying. Uh, well, he, I thought he was quite funny. He's wee, <laughs> he's wee sorry when he was like, oh, sorry. Nah, I don't, like when, I don't like the kids were there. It's just like, oh, we're meant to laugh because it's a wee kid, and then nah, fuck off, he can die. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think everybody sharpens yeah. his wee bit as well at that scene. Oh so. my god. Oh my uh, god, absolutely. It's interesting also, there's all this talk about symbols and um, we also touched on the children and the first men. <laughs> uh, Alright, okay. <laughs> probably, probably could have chosen that words better there. Uh, but I... <laughs> I'm really sorry. I, I brought the mood down there by laughing. <laughs> it's, not funny. it's not a laughing matter. Um, aye, so... We've got these, <laughs> these etchings that we had underneath Dragonstone. We've got uh, these symbols from the White Walkers that we've seen back in season three. We also seen them actually in the very first pilot episode, um, something similar to that. So we've got these symbols, and do you think they're just solely a warning, Sweeney? Are they like something that they just put up to show people, or do we think there's going to be a deeper meaning? Do we hope there's a deeper meaning? What are you thinking? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I, I didn't know what to make of it because they did say in that scene did they not say it's a warning but I mean it's not really meant anything really in previous seasons just a, apart from the fact that you know this is the White Walkers or whatever that's that's done it but I don't know I can imagine something like the lungs are like like major characters spread out in that spiral I think would, would be pure mental yeah, oh like, that's so, a good idea I don't know uh, I, I don't know if it was I don't think it had any significant meaning. Yeah. Um, but I think it will. Uh, I'm reluctant in the future. Uh, I'm so... reluctant to say there's a, a significant meaning with that specific symbol or, or any yeah. specific symbol. What? I think these yeah. are just shown as warnings, but I think the symbols themselves are, are great, are like mean something greater, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. So yeah. yeah. This particular symbol might be one of more importance because they keep using it or whatever, yeah. but I think. The symbols themselves, um, along with the etchings that you find in, underneath Dragonstone, are obviously just etchings and some sort of communications that the children yeah. and the first men had when creating the White Walkers. Totally. Um, but so I, I, do, I, I disagree a wee bit because yeah. I, th- I think there's a lot to them. I, I, I've become convinced in my mind since we discussed it before the show that that symbol that's used by the children of the forest is linked to the Targaryen sigil. And I don't know if I don't know how the Night King would have knowledge of this, right? Mm-hmm. But we know John is a Targaryen. Is it a warning directly to John Snow the fact that it's on fire? You know what I mean? We're yes. coming for you, Targaryen. 
I bet he, t- he said it finally. Well, the Night King yeah. touched Bran as well, remember, like in that episode in season six. So he could he could have seen something when he t- yeah. when he like actually touched Bran. So I mean, yeah. he could have found stretch, that but... out. But my first my first thought when I seen that symbol was a hundred percent. My brain went straight to the Targaryen sigil. But the more I look at it. I feel like mm. in this season we're all looking yeah, yeah. for things. Everything we, we feel like everything must mean something. I don't know. Yeah, if maybe just yeah. I think it is like significant. That. But as Jack said it earlier on, I think that specific one. I I, I don't know. I, I I really don't know how it's going to play yeah. out. Yeah. To be honest, there's there's um, another thing with the spiral though as well. We've talked about mirroring and things repeating themselves. Mm-hmm. Is the spiral maybe perhaps that that's what it represents mm-hmm. in old language or something like that? The fact like a a, a renewal of time, like yeah. something around yeah. a circle perhaps, or something like yeah. that. And that'd be that'd be interesting, especially with no, all the time travel theories. Plenty. Aye, exactly. There's plenty to talk about, and there's plenty to. Um, to speculate, yeah. Oh. Speculate. <laughs> wow. So we had Brand just waiting on a mic, just waiting on a mic, waiting on a mic. Uh, this is the least interesting part about the whole thing uh, and it's always going to be I think it's probably one of the most important uh, like Bran's character in general his abilities are probably the most important because he can see everything um, however he's just he's just not going to I can crack a fucking smile he's so he? fucking uh, boring I was, well big creepy bastard eyeball and everything I did. Nobody was safe from Bran's lair. I because he's in a chair, Sweeney. That's why. <laughs> but like, but he's, he's got hands. But there's a reason. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason everyone who was with him for like the first five seasons is no longer there because he's such an insufferable arsehole. That's why. Like, like seriously, not even his family likes him. Jon Snow took like five seconds. Look at him and just like I'm not talking to this guy again. This I I love, I love everyone's reunion with Bran though because Sansa Explained. is always uh, there to just like ex- eyeball them and try and basically <laughs> communicate through her eyes. Like I know it's a fucking weirdo. Like I'll tell you about it later. Like basically uh, when uh, she yeah. done the same for Arya and then when Jon came up to him and Arya uh, and Sansa just basically and not a fucking mention of Rickon from I anyone. Like, no uh, one mentioned pure Rickon. David. It's, I, he's, it's not gonna, he's not going to be Let's be honest. Like, imagine with Catelyn, let's see. I couldn't zigzag. Boy, couldn't like zigzag. A fucking alligator, mate. I mean, it's, 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 escape, it's escape 101. Uh, when exactly. it's a zigzag. Speaking of Bran, giving everyone yeah. the eye, I'm just going to throw this one out there. I mentioned it to Jack earlier, but... I don't know if anybody noticed pretty much right at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. when Sansa and Tyrion reunite and she starts to say to him you know you're a fool for thinking that Cersei's going to be sending her army yeah. I used to think you were the smartest person that I ever knew and then I don't know if you noticed but Bran and him at that point then exchange I cut mm. and I speculated to Jack that maybe actually Tyrion has done a wee bit of the dirty oh, no. Because we don't actually see how that yeah. scene with Cersei and Tyrion 
yeah. you know, finishes in season seven. And Tyrion is the smartest person that everyone knows. So is he a fool for thinking that Cersei would send up an army? Does Bran Mary, know I had that the he's same thought because they were saying that really Tyrion, oh, you're not, not as smart but... as you used to be. There's an insinuation from everyone, but we know he is. We know he's yeah. smart. And I've been burying it yeah. in my head, but I, I, I think you're 100% right. Yeah. And Bran doesn't look at people like that for no reason. Do you think, do you think that he's going to tell Jamie? Do you think that's what he needs to tell Jamie? That Tyrion's betrayed him? That would be insane, wouldn't oh, it? God, like, I don't know. I really hope not because as much as I'm all for, you know, like I'd be I would be okay if Braun became a villain, but I will not be okay if Tyrion becomes <sighs> a villain and betrays people. Like I will be really know, for me I just feel like Tyrion's too far gone with this. Like he can it can, like does he even have like would would Cersei even want to enter a deal with him? Do you know what I mean? If he if he's the one that's betraying them, would Cersei <sighs> No, I know. I, I, I can't. But what was the eye contact about? What was the eye contact? We did. We, <laughs> we did. Jack, we discussed this. So then, Tell me the answer, Jack. Like, what, what is, is the thing that Tyrion's always wanted? The approval of his family. The love of his family. If Cersei's mm. finally given him that, then I think that's a powerful enough thing that he would side with the Lannisters. I, I don't know. I think that's what he has wanted. But up until a point, I think there was a point where he, he realised that, that there was more to the world than that after mm. killing his dad <laughs> I think that was pretty much it no Kurt, but I think Kurt no, Tywin I do I get what you mean I do get what you mean and we actually neglected in this first episode, so I apologise for that but um, we'll, we'll get into it we'll get into it now. that's why I had to scoop <laughs> in we're 51, 51 minutes <laughs> in and I thought you know what um, he said his name uh, it does remind me though of like a pure like popular He's been a hugely popular character, but I think we'd be lying if we said that he hasn't been the same in the last two seasons. I think we'd be I think we'd be lying if we didn't acknowledge the fact that Tyrion's character has not been as interesting as he used to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, perhaps. But then that was kind of I think that was Daenerys he's doing to be honest, because even uh, Daenerys got a bit boring up until was a bit boring up until a point, just trying to uh, break all break all the chains and that. It's been a lot. It's been a lot yeah. of Tyrion looking at Daenerys, thinking, yeah. "Are you good or not? Are you bad?" Yeah. And it's, it's we've not really had a yeah, payoff yeah. to that yet. But I think like everyone's looking at her in that way now. So maybe it'll pay off like, later in the season. Well, actually, after, right, I don't know. If, I don't know if this might lead into another point, Higgins. Right, but so what do you make of uh, Samuel Tarly? And I, and and when he finds out, obviously she's killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she she's killed his dad and his brother. Mm-hmm. And then when he says it to John, there's that kind of look of surprise. I think, and it's the kind of first time you ever really see John looking at him going, uh, "It's significant." It's, I like he's surprised that she would go and do and you know do uh, that and go to the lens to do that kind of thing. And I think it's the kind of first time you actually see it's not it's not mistrust. It's just. I don't know if there's anything significant. Uh, I, I think, think it's mistrust. No, definitely. Uh, no, I think it goes. It goes really. It goes really well, hand in hand yeah, with yeah. Sansa mistrusting Daenerys. I think this episode was the first time where we were like, actually, you've done some kind yeah, of yeah, I... like fucked up shit that you probably shouldn't have done. And I said to Jack earlier on today, Daenerys's one flaw is basically her complete and utter. Can, like she just is completely convinced in her attitude that everyone should immediately mm-hmm. completely yeah. own her as their queen when actually you know when she says to John 
well, I get your sister doesn't yeah, like yeah. me, but she should respect me as a queen. Well, why should you? Because you've yeah. just sworn, like, she's never met you. You've just sworn up into her home. And Daenerys is just completely blinded yeah, by yeah. her uh, yeah, birthright, if you like. Yeah. So I think this it's like that kind of really bending the attitude she's had, uh, like, like she had, like for like a full season, her. and it was like bending, yeah. bending. Like, no, you make uh, a good point. <laughs> I think uh, it was mistrust uh, from John. I think yeah, it can't actually acts it quite well because you see it, that's when you kind of confirms that there is a lot more to this relationship between the two because he has gone yeah. as far to well probably in his own mind saying that he loves her. Um, and completely wholeheartedly trust in what they're about mm-hmm. to do and if they make it at the other end of this war then he would completely stand by her as a queen and believes that she'll be a good queen he actually says to Sansa she'll be a good queen, queen for all of us so he, he doesn't yeah. only just think she's good as a queen but she he really does trust in her as a person yeah. so I, I suppose without getting any context from Sam because Sam just goes I well she bloody executed my mom eh, my, my, my dad and my brother um, <laughs> So it, Sam, John doesn't, John doesn't get the context there. Get the context there, and he does. But he does because uh, he said he says that to Sam, or oh, did they refuse to bend the knee? And Sam says, "You've let you've pardoned people before." Sam makes that point to him. You know no, I mean? he says, "I've I've killed people who disobey me." Um, yeah, who disobey oh, me. Yeah. So I, I, no, I get what you mean. He, he, he tries to justify it. In his own mind, John tries to justify it, but he doesn't get the context as in like Randall Tarley was being stubborn because Randall Tarley wanted was not letting this queen mm. do what she wanted to do. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. like if yeah, Sam was there, uh-huh. he might have been like, Oh dad, you're being an idiot. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I know. Or, or, or like, oh Dickon, what the fuck are you doing? Like yeah. you be the Lord, you're you're being an idiot. So I think I, I do agree with you, Sweeney, there was obviously this mistrust here, but I think um, it's more like the shock because he doesn't actually get the context there. So yeah, yeah it's a shock, yeah. How good is Sam in those scenes, though? Oh, like, brilliant. Unbelievable acting, actually. Yeah, yeah. From like, that. He's, uh, so un- he's, unreal. he's a very underrated character. But, like, the Sam, Sam scenes, like, actually, it showed to me, like, yes. how troubling this season's going to be for us as fans because we've loved all these characters yeah. separately and the fact that they don't all get along, like, you'd have thought that Sam and Daenerys and, like, that would have been a fine relationship, but now Sam, like, despises her. You know what I mean? Sam hates yeah. her because she killed his family. Like, that's mm-hmm. how complicated the relationships in this show are getting, that no one's a clear-cut good guy and no one's a clear-cut bad guy. Uh, and I think when you have a character as pure as well, Sam, actually, like, he I got just, to yeah. the point where he has a confrontation with John, which we rarely ever uh, see from Sam, and I think that's, it's been a great evolution in his character for me over the last couple of years. Well, well, actually, and to that, something that just came to me, do you think that's why Bran told him to tell John? Because, like, well, because obviously if it was Bran telling John, I mean, would he have that reaction of, of John not knowing that she's killed Randall Tarr no, and stuff, if you I get think, where I'm No, from. I know what you mean. I think uh, Bran believed that it should be Sam because Sam's the most trusted person to join. Like, Sam is honestly the, the most honest person yeah. in, in the realm, yeah. probably. But I think John knows that, and John has been through a lot with him. So it comes, it, it means more coming from him. Like, you, you're not, he's not going to, yeah. even though John does, uh, like, we'll not argue with him, but like, tries to debate the fact that he might be the king. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it, needs, it needed to be him. And actually, on the back of him talking about Daenerys, it, it fitted in really well, actually. I think the way that scene goes uh, down in the crypts was brilliant. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll just move on to that, that grand reveal. Was everyone fairly? Fully satisfied with the grand reveal. 
Uh, no, actually, I thought it was a wee bit un- underwhelming. Yeah, I thought it was a wee bit underwhelming. I just kind of told him. There wasn't really a kind of bug. I'm happy it was out of the way though because I hated if we would have got to like episode 5 or something like that and we're still waiting and someone telling fucking Jon Snow he's the Targaryen the fact that he now has this (laughs) question in his mind sets up that tension again uh, going forward which is exciting you know what I mean it's exciting could Jon it's not we know that Jon won't be tempted by the throne but will Jon start to think that Daenerys isn't suited to the throne in order for himself to like be like no I'll be the guy what I absolutely loved uh, from that scene was when Sam says, you know, um, you gave up your throne for the people or something, or gave up your crown for the people, would she do the same? And I think that's that's an unbelievable yeah, yeah. just piece of dialogue oh, in general, that's a but class I think it just means so much, Like it makes so much sense because, she, well, she wouldn't, the answer to that is that she wouldn't. Uh, so it's going to become so interesting on no. how... <laughs> For one, John's going to break the news to her, or how she's going to find out, really. And for one, she's not going to believe him, let's be honest. She, she won't believe nah, that. Yeah. So that's no. going to bring up a whole different tension. We're talking about tension with Sansa and with Daenerys, tension with Arya and Daenerys and Arya and John. But the real tension probably is going to be between John and Daenerys. Um, <gasps> I think John kills Jorah Mormont this season, though. <laughs> what? I'm going through this in my head. <laughs> I think, oh, I think, I think not, what? No, be no, because I think this is going to come ahead with I John revealing it to Daenerys. I think it's going to be a fight. I think we're going to see it. Now I'm convinced. Daenerys forces versus Jon Snow, the starts and the wildlings, is going to happen this season now for me. I'm convinced after, they're setting up. After a war with the Night King? Or I what? think after the war with the Night King, Cersei will be taking out the picture. I think Cersei frees uh, or dies. Yeah, think... I think we're going to get, you know, the Pokemon the movie when, like, the original Pokemon fight the clone Pokemon and it's the uh, like the pure emotional music in the back that'll be us pure crying <laughs> at the fact like all our favourite characters are killing each other mercilessly I can't even say that word but <laughs> a stroke though I honestly can't wait for like the White Walkers uh, to be dealt with yeah, and they can yeah. get down to the fight for the throne because that is actually going to be the most because let's be honest mm. we all know that yeah. they will defeat the White Walkers well, do they? Because if they don't, then I what's st- the I still, do you know what? This, well, this, I is, mean, be, this is probably the I, least I, popular I opinion so. ever. But I think, see, if the, the Night King won and we ended up just sitting on the throne by the end of it, I don't think that would be the worst ending. I think that would be quite fun. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be bored by that ending a wee bit. But nobody would expect that. Everyone's like, aye, the Night King and that'll die. Maybe. But like, what if what if Daenerys is like, oh no, fuck this, and tries to kill Jon Snow and that, and then the Night King comes and, I don't know. I think that's what's interesting about it though is there's all could these vari- there's these variables now yeah I love it it literally right. could go anywhere it could go anywhere and you know what we're not going to we'll get the happy we're not going to get the case. happy ending now I think this episode confirmed that there's too much tension here for us to actually get like the happy ending of Jon Snow and Daenerys sharing the throne together and all of our favourite characters are happily ever after yeah fucking Brianna Tarth whatever the fuck she was this episode away fucking <laughs> Tormund Giants being in the background somewhere Wait, Brianna Tarth was in was in this episode like three or four times <laughs> and like, not once did she speak she was just always in the background like just with her face there there was one point where I think it was the very first scene actually oh well the scene in Winterfell sorry and they're talking to Sansa and over Sansa's shoulder Brienne's just like sort of wry smiling like looking over her shoulder 
She's basically yeah. like uh, yeah. just female just lurking, staring. In this episode, she just surely she'll like, have more. They are also the season goes on. We need to, Ben's been a big part. Like you can't just relegate her to like so. C status character. You know what I mean? She's yeah. at least a, she's at least a B B plus. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, on that, well, is there any other big? Well, ask the question. Is there any other big question? Uh, big questions. Okay, I can't speak. Any uh, big characters we'd like to see in the next the, episode Theon, that we maybe haven't seen? Theon going back to Winterfell. Oh no, so, sorry, we haven't seen. <laughs> if no, he just I'll dies on the way up to Theon is not in it. Nah, I want. I want. The fever takes him. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, he needs to get his hero. He just throws Bolton himself over again. <laughs> right, he needs to get his hero's death now. I think this is it. He's made the decision to go and help. He's getting his heroes oh. death. He's going out with a bang. He's going out with a sacrifice. But has he redeemed himself yet? I like all, all he saved is it Yara. Yeah. Uh, he's not. He's still. <laughs> he's still totally betrayed. Exactly. I, is it Yara? I don't. Yara's like a is total Yara? Yara, Yara's like, just like, fucked The whole off. story could be removed. She actually like, looks like a potato man. Oh. <laughs> she is a D minus. Listen, I don't mind Yara. She as, does. As much, I don't hate her as much as you guys do, but she's very much wrong. In Avengers Infinity War, just like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna go over here where you guys fight Thanos. That's Yara. Well, I've never seen that. You can't just... can like, uh, use metaphors that I don't know. Aye. Aye. Oh, fair enough. Wait. It's just like, nah, like, you know, I did not pick up on that. I'm just gonna sit here on my wee island, you know, I'm just gonna enjoy myself. Well, actually, that was an interesting point, actually. That just does what Greyjoys do best. I forgot, so thanks for reminding me. Well, Yara's going back, and the Greyjoys are going back to Pike. So I think if there's going to be some sort of upset in this war, and the, the the White Walkers seem to be winning, um, is there a, is there a possibility that people retreat back to Pike and everybody's on this wee island just shooting off like cannons and that? Don't know. I mean, maybe that's where Cersei retreats to. Um, I'm, I'm just assuming Cersei's staying I, in King's Landing. I mean, I hope not. not Given an ocean that she's actually going with them, I don't really know. That'll play out. Nah. Yeah, she's basically never that. been anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Apart from the first episode when she's in King's right, Landing. That's been and actually, then she just does, yeah. eh, sorry, You're totally Yeah, it's And true. then she just does not leave King's Landing. That's like the only person who has. Because it shows her obsession to the throne, but. She's a home bird. Aye, I. But do you know what? Do you know what I said to. I can't remember who it was I said to, but if you notice how in like season one, it takes them literally they comment on it that it took them four months to travel from King's Landing to Winterfell yeah, yeah Jamie I, Lannister I, 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 I think they wish they hadn't said that in Winterfell the first episode now like yeah because uh, they just oh, four fly months about the joint in this season and then the like, last <laughs> <season>. <laughs> steamed clams <laughs> Tra- yeah. transportation has vastly improved Jamie Lannister learned to fly as the seasons have went on Got the horses on. Jamie Lannister travel by montage to fucking Winterfell. We'll just kind of round it off there, actually. Um, there's not too much else to talk about it. I think we're all pretty pleased with the first episode, and we're all really looking forward to where it's going to take us. Um, yeah, so we're going to obviously be back next week. You can tune in to us on Anchor. Spotify and iTunes pending. That was Spotify and iTunes. Yeah, I, um, if, I, if anyone from Anchor is listening, fucking sort your shit. Out, <laughs> sort your shit. <laughs> and that's the podcast being removed. 
so yeah we'll be back next week and hope you all tune in and hope you enjoy the next episode thanks see you later